Hello everyone, welcome to Mastermind.fm. This is Jean Galea and with me I have my dad Joseph Galea. In today's episode we'll be discussing the Brickstarter vacation rental platform and we'll have the founder of this platform with us, Jose Maria Pascual, and we'll be discussing how this platform works. So how can we invest in Airbnb style properties, what kinds of returns, what are the risks, and all the related stuff that concerns this type of investment. I think it's an innovative platform. It's, uh, I think, the only one I've seen of this type in Europe. So I'm looking forward to learn more about it from Jose. Hi, Jose. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for receiving me here. So we're going to be discussing Brickstarter. And before we start, I just want you to make a brief introduction of what the platform does. Yes. Well, we are a real estate and cloud lending platform. That is, uh, we are very focused right now in vacation rental properties. Right now, we have properties in Valencia, in Alicante, in Málaga, uh, Sevilla and Cadiz. So right now we are in Spain, but we are planning to grow, move to other countries in Europe as soon as possible. And just before we go into the details, I think vacation rentals is quite unique in Europe, at least. I've been investing in many platforms, but I think Brickstarter is the first one that I've seen that is focused purely on vacation rentals. What was your inspiration for starting such a platform? Well... I used to work in IT, also in the real estate market a few years back. So when I learned about uh, crowdlending and crowdfunding, I realized that I was very familiar with these kind of uh, platforms, okay? Because in the end, you need to have a very powerful platform, okay, who's able to manage as many uh, subscribers as possible, okay? As I also had previous experience in real estate market, also managing some uh, vacation rental properties like 10 years ago when it was a completely different business. Okay, so um, I decided to start studying, okay, the possibility of uh, starting Brick Starter, okay. And then, as you know, vacation rental properties are, as we understand vacation rental properties nowadays with uh, Airbnb and Booking.com, now it's a completely different business, but we realized that it was the most profitable kind of assets that uh, we could offer to our investors, okay? So I didn't know much about that, but we bought Airbnb database, okay? Because I, I was talking to one of my sister's friend who runs uh, several vacation rental properties. I had a meeting with her and she told me how much money vacation rental properties were making by that time, and I couldn't believe it, okay? So I talked to one of these companies that offer uh, data from Airbnb, and I bought a small database from the properties in, in, in Valencia, okay? I saw, I remember the, the afternoon I received all the data. I realized uh, the huge potential that had. Yeah, that's why uh, we decided to focus on vacation rental properties because for us, it's the, it's, they are the most um, profitable kind of assets, but also they are the kind of assets that uh, manage more cash, okay? So it's not only profitable, but uh, you manage all the cash, so you are able, able, able to distribute all the profit between all the investors, okay? And also there are other uh, advantages, like for example, they are not um, defaults, okay? Because uh, everything is on prepaid, and also Airbnb and Booking.com, they also offer a lot of insurances. So I think it's uh, if you compare it with traditional uh, rentals, I think they have uh, some more advantages, okay? So uh, I also learned that it's a difficult business. We could also offer more uh, value to our investors if we could uh, learn how to manage the properties, okay? So that's what we did. We started with that. Um, it's funny because um, I always try myself to try to publish other kind of uh, uh, projects but all of our investors, they always uh, told us that they, they really wanted to invest in vacation rental properties. Okay, Because also, the good thing is that um, you transform one property okay, into a running business. Okay, Therefore, it's uh, easier to sell. Okay, It's not just a normal apartment. Okay, It's a completely different business, so it's, it's easier to sell 
to the end uh, buyer when you have the property running with the license and you have also some historical data. So uh, when you have all that background and you are able to show everything to a final investor, it's easier to, to invest. Okay. Um, yeah. Very interesting. I didn't know you could buy the data from third parties about Airbnb rental statistics. Yes, it's very interesting. And also we managed to do some property uh, we managed to do some software, okay? Because in the end, we managed to buy all the properties that are published on Airbnb. So we have like 60 different variables from each uh, property. We know the location, the number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, how much money they are making, how much uh, they are charging for the cleaning, if they accept uh, pets. I don't know when it was first uh, published. Uh, we know if they have a balcony, if they have a barbecue, we know like 60 different variables. And also we have the evolution. Okay. So for example, if you have one property and you rent it, uh, we know how much you were asking on the 1st of January, on the 2nd of January, and if it was booked or not. Okay. So that's a very interesting uh, information. As I understand, you come to it more from the data analytics aspect rather than having lots of experience in the real estate mm, scene and having some magical touch. It's all numbers based, no? From it's what it's you're all telling. numbers because uh, as I told you, you know, it's very interesting. Um, I will show you maybe any other uh, day, okay? Because uh, we bought also all the data from Airbnb. So we had all the revenues, but also we made an agreement with Idealista, which is a website, okay, here in Spain which is the most important uh, website in order to try to buy and sell uh, an apartment or a, or a flat, okay? So we, we also made an agreement with them. So we also have the database. So basically what we do is we cross all the data, okay? So on one hand, we know how much an apartment costs. And on the, on the other hand, we know how much money they can make, okay? So we cross all this data, okay, from different areas in Spain. So this way we can compare and find the best, the most profitable property in Spain because um, it's the only way that you have if you want to compare the profitability of one apartment in Valencia that has two apartments and two bathrooms with uh, one apartment that it's in Cadiz, which is, uh, and it only has one bathroom, one bedroom, okay? So we made a tool which is very interesting. Maybe I should we should do a post about this uh, for our blog. Yeah. I show it to Marco, it's very interesting. You know, it's live, okay? So you can click and you can short all the properties that are on sale in Spain from the most profitable till the least profitable, okay? Of course, then you have to do uh, some more manual filters. In the end, you have to go, you have to click to see the property, you have to visit it, okay? And there are some other assumptions. We work in order to decide which property to buy. But mainly, is uh, they are numbers, okay? That's why uh, we have some properties in Valencia and some properties in Cadiz, okay? Um, that's why we are not, for example, in Barcelona or or in the north of Spain, okay? Because in the south, we realize uh, doing this uh, work that, um, for example, if you have an apartment with one bedroom and one bathroom in Cadiz, you can make 17,000 per year, okay, on revenues. And if you have it in San Sebastián, for example, you can make maybe 22,000. But if you compare the price of the apartments, you know, in, in Cadiz, you can buy and pay 1,500 per square meter. Um, in San Sebastián, it's 3,000. So in the end, it's more profitable to buy in Cadiz than to buy in San Sebastián. Yeah, for sure. What is the reason for this? You know, the idea when we started, when we bought the vacation rental properties, we realized where are the areas and that are most demanded by um, the tourists, okay? So that's one part of the equation, okay? But uh, the other part of the equation is the price, okay? Because obviously, for example, here in Valencia, everyone wants to go to the city center, but the city center is more expensive than the beach, for example, okay? So in the end, we try to look for a way to compare not only the revenues, 
of the properties, the potential revenues of one property, but also we needed to compare also the price of the property. Okay. In the end, what we try to do is to find the more uh, profitable properties for our investors. Okay. What is the reason for the difference in the yield between different cities? I think my dad was referring more to the difference between the yield between ah. and wh why there's a big difference between Cadiz and San Sebastian. Barcelona, for example, is very expensive to buy. Yes, so. because in the end, it's very important the, the, the price of the of the apartment. Okay. Um, in the end, I think the most important thing on the equation is the, the price of the property. Okay. Because, because normally the revenues are correlated, you know, to the price. The price is correlated to the revenue. Yes, I know, but uh, you will see that there is a, a difference. Um, you know, we don't work on an aggregate study, okay? We work, uh, we study one by one, okay? So we compared maybe around 500 apartments or something like that, okay? I think, for example, speaking from Barcelona, I live in Barcelona at the moment, so there's a lot of prestige about living in Barcelona. So there's a lot of investment of people who just want an apartment in Barcelona and they're ready to pay extra that premium to have that. Yes. So that begins to shift the correlation between the rental yield and the price of the apartment. And in other regions, it's more tied to the rental yield. Well, in the end, we all know that the market will regulate. Okay. And in the end, the price in Cadiz, for example, will increase. Okay. Because obviously we are not the only ones who are uh, yeah. doing this kind of. Uh, there will be a price correction eventually. Okay, but right now there is a one opportunity, and if you take a look at the revenues of the apartments, you will see that in, in Cadiz you are gonna make one bedroom and um, uh, one bathroom apartment is making around seventeen thousand. Maybe in Barcelona it's around twenty-two, twenty-three thousand. Okay, but the the price is completely different. Okay. For example, in, in our cheapest uh, opportunity in Cadiz, we bought and it was 115,000 euros, okay? Which, you know, it's uh, very cheap if you compare it with, uh, with Barcelona. You cannot find a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment in Barcelona for 1,000, euros. Then there's the question of licenses as well for vacation rentals. Yes, yes, that is another thing, okay, which is a, a very important thing, okay. We also uh, make sure that all our apartments, they can get a license, okay. So that's why, for example, uh, some places like Barcelona or Madrid are out of the question, okay. And for example, when we started in Valencia, we developed some apartments and then the law changed, okay, so they are not giving away any license yet. So we are not working anymore in Valencia, okay? I think uh, we also put some expertise on that. And also I think we add some value there, okay? Because obviously we try to adapt. We don't buy the same kind of apartments in any city, okay? <laughs> we adapt every apartment to the local law. You know, we study a lot of uh, different variables in order to, to choose one apartment. Okay, that's why I think, for example, that, uh, for example, if you want to invest in vacation rental properties, you should talk to an expert, okay, because um, it's not easy. I know a lot of people who bought an apartment that uh, right now it's illegal or they, or, or they cannot get a license, so, so that's a problem, okay, because, uh, for example, when we started in Valencia, we knew that the law was going to change. Obviously, we are part of uh, several associations of vacation rental properties so because uh, we also talk with professionals we go to all these meetings okay and for example in valencia we knew that the law was going to change okay so we adapt our apartments okay before that uh, law change okay um so we got all the apartments when the law changed we didn't have any problem and we managed to sell all, all of our apartments when the law change, okay, because in the end, when they regulate this kind of activities, in the end, they it affects a lot on the offer, okay, of the apartments, okay. So it limits uh, a lot the kind of uh, apartments that are on the market, okay. So 
the good thing is that if you have a license and everything is in order, you are able to sell your apartment at a higher price because uh, because you have the license. Okay, that is uh, what happened in Valencia, and for example, I think what it's going to happen in Alicante as well. For example, in Alicante, we only uh, invest in one zip code, okay, which is the only one where you can get uh, right now uh, the license, okay. So you have to be very careful with that because if you bu okay. you buy it in the next street, you won't get a license, okay. So it's complicated. Oh, um, I've been through your uh, website; it's quite interesting. Let's say I am. A new investor, yes, um, starting to uh, build a portfolio, and uh, when I saw your website, I, I got interested actually, because uh, it gives you um, the impression, at least, it's quite easy to follow, and easy to invest. The returns seem to be uh, quite high, ranging between nine and ten percent, if I understood well and uh, that attracts the eye. However, obviously, an investor would like to have security, peace of mind, that he is putting his money with somebody whom he can trust. Yes. And that there is professionalism, you know, um, backing all this. Now I'm going to ask you some some questions. <laughs> yes. Um, not to uh, sort of quiz you, but um, for the listeners to get more information and understand better what you can offer. Yes. My first uh, reaction seeing your properties, um, the photos at least, was that you don't go for the upper range. You go for, I would say, the middle range. Not very high class apartments, middle range apartments that would attract, um, I think, a higher quantity of uh, tourists, for example. Yes. yes. Why, why do you go for that segment? Well, I think um, they are not uh, top apartments, okay? But uh, we go to that uh, segment because um, basically what we try to do is to emulate what uh, it's working. Okay, for example, if you choose any of our opportunities, if you log in, you will see the market research that we do. Okay, so we look for the best apartments, we look how they are, what they offer, and then we try to do something, something similar. Okay, they are not top apartments, but I think they are in the middle up average. Okay, for example, right now, I think we have um, four uh, penthouses, okay, which are offered with a great terrace. Uh, two of them have uh, two terraces. One of our latest investment in Alicante has a huge terrace with wonderful uh, views to the castle. So they are not top apartments, but they have something different, okay, and they have some attractions uh, if you compare it to the, to the normal apartment. The, for the next question, for how long do you keep these properties normally? Okay, the idea, we do all our business plan for each property. We do a four-year business plan. Obviously, we try to sell the apartment as soon as possible, okay? Because uh, if we buy the apartment and it costs uh, 100000 and we include in our business plan that we are going to sell it uh, for... 150,000, for example, okay? After four years, the sooner we sell the apartment, the better, okay? Because the, the yield will increase. That is going to be better for the investor and for us. The good thing, you have to keep in mind that uh, when we sell our apartments, we usually keep the management of the apartment, okay? So for us, what we try to do is to, to sell it as soon as possible, because also we earn success fee from that, okay? We know from our experience that uh, we will be able to manage, most probably to keep the management of the property, okay? And we know that uh, our investors will be happy, okay? And they will probably invest or more or less uh, a big part of them will reinvest in our new, in another new opportunity. So in the end, I think it's a win-win for everyone. 
Okay, therefore, let's say you have identified a very interesting property, 200,000 euros yes. purchase price, already refurbished, ready to go. How do you go about financing the deal? Do you first go out and say, okay, we'll go to crowdfunding? But if there isn't enough appetite uh, in the market, uh, how are we going to make up for the difference if it's not fully funded from investors? How do you yeah. go about it? We are the, the, the first ones uh, who invest in our properties. So we are the first one who, who bet on the investment, skin in the game. It can happen okay, that you publish. In fact, you know, this happened to us in our last uh, opportunity, okay, because of the COVID, okay, we had a, a fantastic uh, penthouse in Cadiz, okay, which was a fantastic opportunity, okay. It was almost uh, funded, okay, but with this corona crisis, uh, no one wanted to invest in tourism for a few weeks, okay. So we re realized that there was a a little crisis in the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, business, okay, with uh, what happened in January, February with these platforms that uh, went bankrupt, okay. It affects us for a little bit. And also with this um, corona crisis, okay, we are very focused on vacation rental properties, okay, it has uh, affected us more than to other platforms, my guess, okay. Actually, I was, I was going to ask you about how you manage this. Perhaps we can go into this a little bit later. Therefore, you have identified a property. Yes. If I understand well, you would have already the funds to buy it on your own without getting any funding from investors. No, we don't and buy then, it. We don't, we don't buy the whole property, but we invest around 10% of the property, okay? We pay up, up front, okay? To sign the property and to be able to publish the property on our website. Therefore, you put the 10%, you sign a promise of sale yes, or purchase, and then you seek the financing. Yes. Therefore, if you have a six-month window and you don't manage to put all the financing together, yes. therefore, I've put my share, say 10,000, 20,000, but you don't manage to put it all together. Then what happens? Well, as I said, this uh, has happened to us in our last uh, opportunity, okay? So obviously, we informed all our investors. We paid all the money back to all the investors. We paid our 5% early bird promotions to our investors, okay? So our investors, they didn't lose the, any money. They earned 5% of what uh, they had invested, okay? Um, obviously, uh, right now we are negotiating with the with the seller of the property to try to get back part of uh, the upfront pavement that we had to make. Okay, right now we are negotiating. We still don't know if we are going to get some part of it or not. But uh, that's uh, that's business. Okay, in the end, it's um, it's our fault. Okay, that the property was not uh, fully funded. Okay, so we informed our uh, investors, we canceled the investment, we returned all the money to to their investors and they receive also the 5% promo uh, that we had by that time. Therefore, your company would fund you know, these costs. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, but, but uh, as I said, okay. that's business. Okay, is there a minimum? That I have to pay as an investor. Is it 1,000, 500? No, it's 50 euros. It? You can start investing uh, starting in 50 euros. That's quite low, actually. Yes, we are thinking about raising that a little bit. Okay. But, uh, but, but uh, we want anyone to try to the platform, how it works. Okay. And we encourage anyone to try to invest and to withdraw money from the platform. Okay, we are using Lemonway as a partner. So whenever you invest with us, you are not giving the money to us. Okay, you are opening a wallet for yourself and you will transfer the funds to your wallet. Okay, actually, when this you... is another question that I had, uh, Jose. Yes. <clears throat> Therefore, is there a custodian company that keeps the money? Yes, yes. I mean, when you invest, 
when you open up and sign up, and sign up with a brick starter, you also uh, open up a wallet with a Lemonway. Okay. So, for example, if you want to invest, for example, 100 euros, okay, what you are saying, you are not giving us 100 euros. Okay. You are compromising, okay, to give us 100 euros if we fully fund the apartment. Okay. So the, the, the money always stays in your wallet. Okay, we only receive the money if the opportunity it's uh, fully uh, funded. Okay. Okay, and uh, obviously you would do some know your client exercise on on yes. all the investors, right? Yes, of course. So it's, that you uh, weed out any undesirable. Yes. You know, yes. Investors who might have some sources that we do might not be the right ones. Some KYC um, uh, anti laundry money. Okay. And also Lemoway does an extra um, uh, KYC and anti-laundry money uh, procedure um, as well. Okay, okay. because uh, uh, you have been you have been set up since 2017, right? Yes. It's not a long history. Therefore, if I want to see your success story. There's only a few years that uh, I can test you on. What is your reaction on this? The company was established in March 2017, okay? But we launched uh, the first opportunity in, I think it was October, November 2017, okay? So we've been in the market for two and a half years, something like that, okay? It's not a long time, okay? But uh, I think we have a, a history, okay? So far, we have managed to fund 19 properties in five cities, okay? We have managed to sell three of those properties. We always improve the, the yield that we had offered in our uh, business plans, okay? So we are a small company if you compare it with other platforms. But um, I think we, we are in the market enough time for people to know that, uh, that uh, we know how to do business, we know our product, and we take care of the investors. Okay. Good. And when you say we, how deep is your team? What kind of expertise? What is well, the have, range of expertise that you have? Well, we have a, we have a small company. Okay, but um, um, we are, you know, five people working for the company only, but we have some partners that are the one who, they are the ones who are taking care of the big investors. Okay, so they are taking care of, the, let's say, of the commercial part of the, of the platform. Okay, yes, but we are, we, we are a small company. We try to be efficient. We are a profitable company. We are also in cash flow from the very beginning. We didn't need any kind of a capital increase. Okay. We still don't need it. Okay. So, because, um, you know, I used to be a CFO. Okay. So <laughs> we know the numbers. Okay. And we know how important it is to be a profitable company. Okay. We know some other platforms that are investing a lot of money in marketing. You know, we don't do that, okay? We because for us it's very important to to have our balance sheet clear, okay? But now the company uh, doesn't have any kind of debt. Therefore, uh, it's a strong company. And do you it's a, publish it's a, your your financial statements? It's a, it's a small company. I think it's strong enough, okay? Right now, our all our annual accounts are in the Spanish registry. We want to publish last year annual accounts. We are working on that. Hopefully, it will be done in the next uh, couple of months. Okay, everything will be will made will be public. Okay, but the good thing about um, uh, not only Brick Starter, I think the good thing about investing with Brick Starter is that uh, there is right now there isn't any kind of debt. Okay. All our properties are debt free. So that's very important because uh, in other properties, for example, all the properties have some debt, some uh, in other platforms. Okay, you are going to invest in one property. Maybe there is some kind of a, a guarantee, but it's another asset. Okay, because for example, if you are a developer, 
if you want to develop a new property and you need 1 million euros, for example, the uh, first thing you do is you go to a bank because uh, it's cheaper to go to a bank than to go to a crowdfunding platform. Okay, And the bank is going to ask for the mortgage as a collateral of that property. Okay, So then if you want to invest 1 million euros and you get, I don't know, because the bank gives you 800,000 euros and you need 200,000 euros, then it's when the developers go to the crowdfunding platform. Okay, and then yes, in fact, uh, Jose banks going by the recent trends since uh, the crisis of 2008, when yes. we had the subprime crisis. Banks usually never give you more than say a maximum of 60 percent. Yes, therefore, hence the popularity, in my opinion, of crowdfunding as yes. well. Because you, as you said earlier, uh, rightly enough, you pay the 10 percent and you fund the rest from uh, crowdfunding. But in the end, it's the bank who has the, the guarantee, uh, who has the collateral of the of the property, okay? And in some other platforms, then they give you, yes, we have a first-rank mortgage, yes, but you have a first-rank mortgage of another property, okay? So you, in the end, you are not investing in that property. You are investing in the other property, which is the one... Therefore, in Brickstart, um, the investors would have a part of that uh, collateral, of that security, because there is no bank involved, right? Yes, yes. In case of in case of default, you know, we do crowd lending, okay? So you are investing in a loan, but it's a loan that you can capitalize, okay? So in case of default, the the investor will become the owner of that property. For us, it's And do I get some kind of certificate that I have collateral? Well, you you receive when you when you receive your the the contract of your loan, okay, and in that uh, contract it says that in case of default you will become the owner of the apartment. It's it's a loan that can be uh, capitalized, okay. So you will become the shareholder, okay. Okay, and if say after six months I realize that I have a cash flow problem myself, and I want to sell my yes. investment in Brickstart here. Can I do that? Yes, we have just launched our marketplace. Okay, so you can sell your investment on the on the marketplace. Okay, you can decide uh, the price of your uh, investment. So you can, if you are in a very, very hurry, okay, you can sell it uh, at a discount uh, rate. Okay. And do you have investors in the queue? Because if you have investors in the queue, thank you, Jose. I mean, for the first opportunity, keep me in mind, I want to invest. And you have an existing investor who wants to sell, for example, yes. <laughs> before the maturity of the investment. Therefore, do you match them? Do you, do you put them together? Well, we cannot do that, okay? Because uh, the law doesn't al- allow us to, to do that, okay? It's uh, it's forbidden for us to do that, okay? But if you go to the marketplace, you can place an order, a, a selling order or a buying order, okay? So, so for example, if you want to invest, uh, you can go to the secondary market and you can um, buy one of the investments that are for sale or you can publish a new offer saying, okay, I want to buy this. Obviously, in the end, it's the investor who has to, to click, we cannot do it uh, ourselves. We cannot match, okay, the selling and the, the buying ourselves because. And uh, what is the reason for this? And uh, in what ways are you regulated? If you are regulated, yes, we are. We are regulated, okay. We have the platform. It's based uh, on Estonia, so we have to be in compliance with the Estonian law. We have talked to our lawyers, and they told us that we cannot, for example that there are a few things that we cannot do, and this is one of uh, those things, okay? For example, if and Why if did I you not, go to Estonia and not to Spain? Because uh, there are a few different reasons, okay? Um, there are tax reasons, okay? And there are also some regulatory uh, reasons, okay? And also, it's because of the way we approach to the market. Most of our investors are from outside of Spain, okay? Actually, our platform 
the whole website, everything it's in, it's in English and not in Spanish, okay? Because we knew that um, the peer-to-peer -peer market, it's uh, more developed in other countries like uh, like the Baltics, okay? So in the end, there were several reasons, and that's why we decided to go to Estonia. And uh, from, from which countries do you accept investments? Is there a list of countries that are on the blacklist or yes do you yes, say yeah. european only or european and us uh, no 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 from all around the world but there are some countries that are forbidden i am not 100 percent uh, sure okay but for example lemon way uh, won't let us uh, get money from iraq for example i think so there are some countries that are in the blacklist Okay. Well, but the same it, ones probably that uh, the banks, you know, would refuse to uh, lend to as well. Yes, yes. In the end, it's Lemonway, our partner, who are taking care of all of this and who are uh, giving us all the support on this and all and the talk, talking about international investors, Jose. Um, for example, I am from Malta. I would like to invest. What happens to my tax situation? I mean, the the properties are in Spain. Yes. The income is earned in Spain. Uh, it's subject to Spanish tax. Yes. Therefore, what's my position? Um, does it depend on the double tax treaty between Malta in my case and Spain? <laughs> that's that's a that's a good question. In the end, all the properties are in Spain. So they, we have to pay all the taxes in Spain, okay? But when we give away all the interest, okay? If you are a Spanish citizen, we have to withhold 19% of uh, those interest, okay? We, ha we have to withhold this and then give it to the Spanish tax office, okay? But that's only in case you are a, a Spanish citizen. In your case, you have to click that you live in Malta Okay, so you are uh, foreign investors, so we won't uh, withhold those taxes uh, from you. Okay, so we will give you 100% of your interest and you will have to pay uh, your taxes in, in Malta. Interesting. And I was wondering what percentage of the investors is like, what are the most popular countries for investors that you're seeing at the moment? Right now? Uh, Germany is number one, okay. Germany and France, I think it's number two, okay. Um, number three, I think it's a, I don't know. German countries are the most important uh, in our market. It's interesting, though, that you said that Spain is not so big at the moment in terms of investor base. Well, I think the regulation is to blame, okay. Because, for example, in if you go to the there is a reason that the most successful companies, peer-to-peer -peer companies, are in the Baltics, okay? For example, here in the Spanish law, there are a few products that you cannot uh, launch, okay? For example, out-investment, okay? Following the Spanish law, you cannot launch out-investment, which is a key product in peer-to-peer -peer market, okay? For example, uh, not only in real estate, but uh, for Mintos or Bondora, and they all have some kind of in auto investment product, okay, which is mainly in case of Bondora is mainly their main product, okay. So these kind of things, following the Spanish law, you cannot have uh, those uh, products uh, in Spain, okay. But you do have your your website in Spanish as well. We, you can choose. You can choose once you have a login, okay. You can choose to have the website in in Spanish. Okay, so you're not excluding Spanish people? No, 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 no. Okay. What are your plans then? Would you want to expand in terms of properties beyond Spain as well? Yes, yes. We are we are looking to do that. We would like to go to France. France is number one in terms of tourism in the world. Okay. We would love to go to Portugal. I think it's a fantastic opportunity there. Okay. And also Greece. Okay. Greece is also in our... Uh, in our uh, business plan as well, okay? The thing is that uh, there are a lot of uh, things to consider before taking the right decisions, okay? It's a, it's not, it's a regulatory, we have to, to think in terms of regulation, we have to think in terms 
of in, of investment of investors and in terms of profitability for our investors okay we, we need to find the best opportunities also there and uh, in terms of the tax deduction that you make for the spanish investors the 19% would that also apply if you had properties in other countries or just for no. the spanish no 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 it's it's because it's because uh, you are spanish spanish people investing in a, in a spanish property okay because right now they all our companies we have several special purpose uh, vehicles okay but they are right now they are all in spain okay so they have to pay the taxes in spain um, when a company is uh, giving away interest or dividends to a spanish uh, investor they have to uh, withhold uh, some taxes okay sorry um, so you have the spvs for each okay. property in spain yes but then yes do they give the, the part of the dividends to the spanish people and the rest goes to the estonian company yes okay yes all right because if, if as a spanish resident i would be receiving dividends from the estonian company then the 19 percent would not really apply yes that's that's exactly the way we do it and that's uh, because uh, there were some uh, investors that complained okay because uh, they told us okay i'm not a spanish resident so why are you withholding taxes from me Okay, so that's the, the way we do it right now, is, uh, as you said. But my investment, for example, would be like a loan and I would be earning interest? Yes. Okay, therefore it's not a dividend really and truly. No, sorry, it's interest. It's passive, passive income for me. Yes. It's interest. Yes. And that way it can remain tax-free in Spain for me. And I no, no. No, no, no. If I'm a foreigner... Yes. It will remain tax-free in Spain and I would have to pay tax in my own country. Well, if um, if all the taxes are coming from real estate, okay, if, even if you are a foreigner, okay, you should pay uh, those 19%, okay? Um, but as we have the company in, in Estonia, okay, we pay all the interest to the Estonian company and the Estonian company is giving away all the interest to the investors okay in the end it's a tax it's a tax thing okay and we talked to our lawyers and they were the ones who told us uh, how to do all these things okay it's it's a, a complex uh, thing for jose if i invest um ten thousand yes i earn interest every year yes. for five years yes at the end of five years the property is sold for yes. a profit yes Therefore, how do I participate in that profit? Do I get an extra bonus of interest? Yes. Sort of? Yes. Okay. Yes, because the, the interest of the loan is not uh, fixed. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's called in English, it's called a mezzaline loan. Okay. Mezzanine. In Spanish, it's yeah, called yeah. préstamo participativo, which is in the middle. It's not, it's not a loan and it's not a capital. It's something in the middle. So the interest, the good thing is that the interest you receive, it's a variable, okay? So if the company, the apartment, or if the company makes more money, you receive more interest. If the company makes less money, you don't receive interest uh, or you receive less interest. So it's well, a variable. One of the criticisms, uh, Jose, about such platforms sometimes is that I, as an investor, I give you money, for five years, say, but I don't get regular updates on how everything is, is doing, what are the exact returns, whether there are any problems. How do you handle this? No, no, no. For example, if you invest with us, you will receive monthly dividends and you will see on the platforms all the numbers regarding your investment. Okay. For example, you will receive how much money the apartment made, how many guests how many nights uh, they stay, uh, if, there, if there was any problem, if we had to, to close the apartment for several days for any reason, everything is on your dashboard, okay? And you can see the evolution of uh, all that data, okay? We send uh, regular mails to our investors concerning the number of bookings, of future bookings of uh, every apartment, okay? The idea is uh, if you invest uh, with us, you will have the same information as 
if you invest uh, by yourselves, okay? For example, all on Monday, we send email with an update regarding all the bookings in all of our apartments concerning this special situation of the COVID crisis, okay? And we explain, for example, how uh, our apartments in Cadiz were performing very well, okay? Um, our apartments, for example, in Sevilla, we're not performing that well because uh, right now in Sevilla is a very low season, okay? We have even launched another website, which is called brickrenting.com, okay? Where you can see all of our apartments, okay? And you can even book our apartments, okay? So in that website, you can also see if there are more bookings or less bookings, you can see if uh, it's available or, or if it's not available, okay? So we try to, to be as transparent as possible for the good things um, and for the bad things, okay? I think that's uh, one of our strengths. Um, for example, during these last months, we've uh, had been uh, hard for everyone because of the corona crisis. We had to close our apartments, okay? And we had to inform that to our investors and we told them, this is the law, we have to close the apartments. So we are not giving away any interest, okay? Because uh, because it's the way it is, okay? So there are not going to be any revenues, so we cannot give uh, away any interest, okay? So during these uh, weeks, we have informed our investors. They know that we are opening our apartments in July. They have a forecast of uh, the revenues for the next uh, following months. So we try to be as transparent as possible. That's very interesting. Uh, we touched about other platforms earlier. So the way I see it as an investor and a writer about all these platforms. So I've invested in many platforms in Spain and abroad. And what I'm seeing right now is a huge slowdown in investment. Yes. Especially after the crisis, but starting in January, as you said, there there was a big hit in investor confidence. So even in Spain, for example, I was invested in platforms like Privalore, which had to shut down their operations due to some issues with the with the Spanish uh, authorities due to the structures they were giving to their investments. I was invested in Investlar, where things slowed down to nothing, basically, due to the situation in Catalonia with the independence and lack of foreign interest. Yes. So there are various problems. Then the big one, which international investors are more aware of, is Housers. Yes. So right now, I, I think that Housers is receiving a lot of negative criticism, and rightly so. Their approach is to focus more on marketing, just keep promoting their stuff and ignoring all the investors. Yes. I'm an investor there. I know many others, and everyone's pretty pissed off at the way they're handling their situations because it seems that they're only interested in getting their commissions and that's it, you know, and not, there's no due diligence even on the properties. What are your thoughts on all that's happened so far? <laughs> well, I think, I think it's a, I think it's a pity uh, what's happening in the industry and especially, and especially in Spain. Okay. I am an investor uh, as well uh, myself in all these platforms, okay? I think the regulation in Spain has to change, okay? I think there are good players that are going out of the market because of this. Some other players like ourselves, um, we have decided to go um, outside of Spain and regulation was uh, one part of the, of the equation, okay? Houses, uh, I think it's a different uh, matter. I think it's, it's a pity what's going on with um, with houses, um, because in the end, if investors are not happy, it all affects to all the, the platforms in Spain. But um, you know, in in my opinion, to invest in peer to peer peer to peer investment, it's a high risk investment. Okay, and I think people take. Sometimes they take everything for granted, okay? And they invest without doing the proper due diligence, okay? Not only on the platforms, but also in the investments, okay? I can see 
a lot of uh, opportunities out there that they don't have any kind of uh, guarantees at all. So people who are investing in companies or business loans or even personal loans, I think people have to understand that this is a, a, a risky risk risky investment okay so right now um, with this crisis uh, i am afraid um, we are going to see a lot of defaults in all these projects which i think it's a it's a very bad news uh, for everyone okay i think that's why our product it's a uh, it's different okay because um, i wouldn't invest in any other product uh, than and brick starter okay because in brick starter you you have the collateral of the property you are investing on okay um but uh, i think uh, collaterals are, are are very important i think people should focus on that before focusing only on the yield they're going they're going to get i've seen a lot of people who really didn't know what they were doing you know and they went all in to very risky platforms some of which i had written about myself saying that they were obvious scams because yes. things are very clear to me. <laughs> I'm, I keep mentioning, for example, Fast Invest, one of the platforms which to me is an obvious scam. Yes. But people seem to continue investing without any problem. So for us, for us, it's very hard because uh, in the end, we can we cannot compete with uh, those yields those companies that are giving away 16% yield, you know, there is no way we can do that. You not, know, not even they uh, can. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, or maybe they can, I, I don't know, but uh, I think people should make a difference between these platforms and to be able to say, okay, these guys are giving me 16%, but I am investing in a personal loan and the collateral is uh, the car of that guy. Okay, on this platform is giving me around eight percent, but the collateral is a real estate asset. It's in another market, so I think people should balance their portfolio in a different way. Because sometimes when I talk to in, in, to investors, they told me, "Oh, nine percent, ten percent, it's uh, too little." Mm, uh, you know, I don't know. For me, it's 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 a, it's a lot of money. Okay, I don't know. I think people should uh, <laughs> do. Um, the due diligence better, not only on the platforms, but also in the in the, in the different projects. Yeah. On the other hand, one argument for in favor of these platforms was always that you can diversify across different projects. Now, my question has always been, if you're going to invest 50 euro in each project, it doesn't even make sense to open the page and even read the page for the yield you're going to get on that 50 euro. Yes. But People seem to be investing 50 euro across 10 projects on each platform and they'd be on 20 platforms. And the time to manage all that hassle doesn't even make it worth it. And not only that, but even if something happens like the project, there, there's some important decision or the platform defaults, the downside of having such minimums, such small minimum uh, investments is that you get say 100, 1,000 investors in one property. Yes. And if a decision needs to be taken, it's going to be very hard to even coordinate everything. That's why in general, as an investor, I prefer, like in the case of Prevalore, a Spanish platform, the tickets used to be, I think, a minimum of 10,000. But I used to see the investors put in 10, 20, 50, and in the end, it would be 20 investors. So even if Prevalore is out of the question, then... There's a limited number of investors that we can even set up a meeting and take a decision on whether to sell, maybe at a lower price. Yes. You know? So it's much more manageable. Yes. Makes more sense to me. Yes. Yes, I think so. But the, in the end, I think that if you are going to invest 50 euros, I think it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Okay. The idea is we have the minimum investment in Brickstarter is 50 euros because uh, we really want people to try a brick starter but if you are going to invest only 50 euros i think it doesn't make any sense on the on the hassle yeah. okay yeah it's been my my experience i invested small amounts but to learn with the specific yes. reason to, to learn about different platforms 
But then after two, three years, if you like the platform and you like the projects, then you can invest more. Yes, that's the idea, to be able to, to try the platform, to see the projects, to see how they communicate, to see if they are trustful, okay? If they give away all the dividends, the communication they make, okay? So I think that's the idea. But uh, if you are going to invest only 50 euros, you cannot expect to live on that, obviously. Yeah, I think it serves as skin in the game. You know, it's not it's not the same yeah, as reading yeah. about something. Even if you have 50 euro invested only, you still want to read the updates and learn how everything works. And you still hurt if you lose that, that 50 euro. Yes, yes. So it's important as a learning activity. I really liked uh, Privalore, okay? Um And I think I I, I also like uh, Inveslar as well. I know Carles. And know. the projects they were doing were good, you know, really good quality. Yes, but the, the good thing is, you know, I think Privalore and Big Starter has a lot of things in common, okay? Because one of the things I like about Privalore is that uh, they were the developers of the projects. So for me, it's also an, an important thing, okay? Because if you go to another platform, you don't know who is the developer. And in the end, Valore or Brick Starter, okay? We are dealing with our brand, okay? And our name, okay? So so we are doing a skin the game projects. So um, so I think it adds uh, some more value to, to that. Yeah, I agree. Okay? Um, and especially when you have a, a little background as a, or some background as Privalore or as Brick Starter. Okay. I mean, personally, living in Barcelona, I say that the quality of apartments in Barcelona is pretty weak compared to other countries. Yes. And when when I used to see what Privalora were doing with their refurbishments, yes, I used to just be happy that they're improving the situation of the city apart from the monetary gains. So yes. it was great. Yes, yes, yes. And actually, you could see that the the their business is the same as us. It's, it's 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 another thing, and that we are using crowdfunding just to make our business grow in the end. Yeah. Because in the end, we earned a lot of uh, our commissions from managing the the apartments, from giving some value to the apartments. Okay. So that's um, our business. Okay. And we are just using the crowdfunding to let us grow. Okay. Okay, to, to finish up, I think we should address the fact that we're just starting to come out of the coronavirus crisis. And I'm yes. sure that every investor listening to this podcast mm -hmm. will have this doubt in his mind. No, If I should invest in anything, should it be like the sector that's probably been the most hit? How, how do you see the prospects for tourism and apartments and all this stuff in the yes. next months? What's the idea here? I think it's going to take a few months till we uh, fully uh, recover from this. Okay, uh, I think we are. Um, the good news is that now it's the very high season. Okay, July and August, and for example, we can see that some apartments are almost uh, fully booked. Okay, as I said, uh, our apartments. They are special apartments. I think they are especially at attractive to the public. Okay, in the end, we are selling pictures on the internet. If you if you want to rent your apartment on on Airbnb, okay, and we have several penthouses. Okay, um, all our most of our apartments they have a nice patio inside. They are very with a lot of lights. Okay, they are always in the city center, in the most demanded part of the city. So so we can see that the tourists are slowly coming back okay in some areas as i said like cadiz it's only it's almost fully booked okay in some other areas they are not okay but uh, i think uh, with this crisis there are a lot of uh, vacation rental properties who are going to go out of the business but um, i think uh, we chose the right kind of apartments in the right locations so i think uh, we are going to be fine Obviously, we are not going to meet our commitment in terms of revenues for these years, okay? The apartments have been closed for four months, okay? So we are not going to be able to offer all the yield that we thought, okay? But the good thing is that the, maybe we are not going to give 5% or 10%, maybe we'll give, we'll give uh, four or three, I don't know, 
but the investment is there. The investment is secure, is backed up with the property, and we are going to be able to give a positive yield. So maybe it's not going to be 10%, maybe it will be 6%, 7%, who knows? I think it's right now it's too soon to know right now. But um, I think, uh, you know, we'll be fine and, uh, and the properties will be doing fine. Okay, we are seeing that we are getting bookings not only for July and August, but also for September, October. Okay, so hopefully if uh, we get rid of the virus and there is not another lockdown, uh, I think uh, we will be fine. Okay, and probably uh, by February next year, uh, with the carnival and the beginning of the new seasons, uh, I'm sure we'll, we will be in the same level as, uh, as expected. And probably they would find a vaccine now in the meantime. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, but in the end, you know, this corona crisis is affecting all the sectors. So in the end, um, I think I read somewhere, okay, that the, the goal for 2020 should be to get to uh, 2021 okay so we know that we are going to do that we know that the all the investment from our investors is secure we know that we are going to be able to give uh, some positive yield we know that we are not going to be able to meet our goals our investors already know that okay but uh, they also know that uh, they are in the in the um, main um, they are our core business, okay? We are focused on our investors, okay? That's why, for example, when we couldn't um, fund this last opportunity, we decided to give away this uh, 5%, okay? Uh, because uh, we thought that it was the right thing to do, okay? Uh, the investors are in our um, in the main business, okay? I think what what's happened now this on this last project I think it's negative in a way but it's very good as a kind of publicity because as an investor seeing what what you did there it gives me a lot of trust. Yes. And before I wouldn't know what happens if it's not funded. Yes. Will they will they do like the other platforms or will they treat me well? And now I know what would happen. Yes. For us, you know, I think we are the only platform that every month we send uh, emails to our investors telling asking them to withdraw the money okay we tell them okay if you because they have money in their wallets and they, we always tell them if you don't want to invest please withdraw the money okay we want them to withdraw money okay because we are using lemonway they are uh, segregate accounts and we are paying out of money for that I think it adds a lot of uh, security to the platform. Um, we know, we want the, our investors to know that, okay? And we are very annoyed when some investors, they cannot withdraw, sometimes because there are some um, paper missing, okay? Because it's Lemoway who is doing all this paperwork for us, okay? And sometimes they upload their ID and there is a problem with their ID and you have to ask for extra and documentation okay that's uh, very annoying for the investor it's very annoying for us because we really want them to be able to withdraw and we want them to be sure that their investment is uh, secure with us okay for example w one of the things that we want to publish as well is not only our annual accounts but we want to ask for some certificate from the registry okay stating that our properties they don't have any kind of debt, okay? So they can see that um, they are the, the real owners of the properties, okay? And for example, if they take a look at the contract that it's on our website, they will see that uh, even though I am the administrator, Rick Starter is the administrator of the, all the properties, there are a lot of things that we are not allowed to do. Like, for example, asking for loans of any kinds, okay, given the investment as collateral, okay? So... So yeah. Just one last question. As an investor who hasn't invested yet in Brickstarter, but who is willing after reading all the stuff and talking to you, my only question is what's the plan now for new investments from your end? What are you looking for in the coming months since we've got the slow period and uncertainty? We want to offer new kind of products, 
okay? And we are studying very seriously to launch some co-living projects, okay? Because I think co-living, it's something similar as vacation rental properties, okay? I think it's a, a profitable business, but I think it's quite difficult, okay, to manage, to keep track of, uh, of that, okay? Um, so it's something we had in mind for a few months, co-living and co-workings. I think we are not going to do co-working for the time uh, being, okay? Till we see what's going on with this coronavirus crisis, okay? But we are studying seriously about a few co-living projects, okay? Always in prime cities, in prime locations of the cities, okay? Um, we are working on that as well, okay? Um, hopefully, we will love to launch also some new vacation rental properties, but uh, not now, in a few months' time, probably, when this coronavirus is it's over. I, we, we understand that people have concerns about uh, tourism. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, I think if there are no questions from my dad's side. Yes. Thank you very okay. much, Jose. Thank you. Thank you to you. Meeting you. Yes, if you have any, any questions, just say... Uh, drop me you can always yeah uh, drop us a line info at brickstarter.com okay we will be happy to answer any questions you have excellent thank you very much thank you jan thank you joseph bye 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 thank you so much for listening to another episode of mastermind.fm if you liked what you heard in today's episode please head on over to itunes and leave us a review your feedback encourages us to keep producing the kind of content that you have come to rely on for your own entrepreneurial journey. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover on the show, send it to us through our website or via email at podcast at mastermind.fm or even connect with us on Twitter at mastermind.fm. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a fantastic week.